This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam's hanging up her headphones for now. Freedom! Charlene's kids are back at school. And we talk Netflix for moms in 2020. With a word from harassed moms Laura LaRue about dignity bags. Hello. Hello. How good? How you doing? I'm good. It's our birthday. Happy yes, birthday. Happy birthday. We're recording our on our birthday. Birthday, yes. We're recording on our birthday. So by the time our listeners hear this, it'll be old news. But I mean it's our birthday month, so mm. we can we can we can still celebrate later in the month. <laughs> we can. Well, October's uh, we no- we normally bitch about October being Red October. Red October. I was thinking about it yesterday. And it needs to be rebranded because Baby Herbst 2.0 is also due in October. I mean, he's, October. he's coming in two weeks. So, as yeah, if that's happening. Your, as if your life, like generally every year we <laughs> have, a, when we record in October, you're like, Charlene? It's that time of year. It's driving me crazy. There's just so much to do. No, 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 no. Think about it. Next October, you'll be having that same conversation. um, With an almost one-year-old. Yes. And you'll have two children (sighs) that will be driving you nuts. You'll still have all the work you now have now, probably more, um, and juggling a million balls. So... Yeah, it's it's going to be Red October for you for the rest of your days, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, the shit show continues. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're You're officially... In, a baby. Uh, if, yeah, um, um, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I haven't been... A lot of people are like... Well, how do you feel? Are you excited for baby? You've told me, like, pay attention, you know, to baby and consider what's happening in your life. And I know that I need to do that very desperately, but um, I haven't downed my tools. Today is the day, Charlene. Today is the day. The first of well, October. I'm, and I'm glad that you are wrapping it up with me. I am. I feel very honored. Why? Why? Are you, oh, that I'm wrapping up all my work with you. That that you're the end, the end. Yeah, cycle. that I'm like the last one to get your attention. I'm very grateful. Like now, I can soak it all up. Well, look, even though our little baby is in its terrible twos, um, this this is the project that brings me the most joy. So the rest, I, I've been like wanting to rage quit at life with this. Just be like, leave yeah, like me alone. Control, alt, totally. delete. Control, alt, delete. Or what, what is it on an Apple device? Yeah, well, this is this project, TGE, is is the one thing that I'm just like, do I have to? Yes, I do, because my, my family needs me right now. My yes. poor son is in tears. He's very emotional. He can see that something is... Yeah, it's also, Things are he happening. doesn't know it's coming and and yeah, it's it's also uncertainty for him. So 
And you will, you'll be happy that you did take the time if you do switch off now. Yeah. Look, it's not something I'm going to regret. My hospital bag is not yet packed. My house is a shit show. I need to pay attention. Oh my God. When are you doing that? When I wrap up with you, Charlene. (laughs) Well, okay. Let's get through this so you can go do that. Fucking hell, Samuel, give me a heart attack. Yeah, I'm giving myself a heart attack. That's why I'm like, I, I need to actually, I need to switch my phone off. This is this is ending now. So oh, we'll no. be taking okay. a short break in production uh, for TGE just while I am in the upside down of the upside down. Um, You'll still see us on social media and yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, we'll we'll be there, but for now, for a, a little short while, uh, episodes will uh, cease to be recorded and produced just for a couple of weeks. But there's always, you know, any any episodes that listeners have missed or want to revisit. I actually yeah. revisited some from your twin I don't know, I think episode 20, 20, 29, 30, you know, those I've also recently episodes. listened to a few older ones. Um I remember the breastfeeding one i've listened to our maintenance night episodes recently (laughs) so i like to go back to those old gems Mm. they never they never fail to um entertain (laughs) it would be nice to hear what are some favorites from old favorites from some of our listeners so guys Mm. hit us up let us know charlene though tell me why are you free at last freedom ah (laughs) So since March, my kids have not been back to school, but we're getting to a place now where, A, I'm happy to report and very grateful and thankful that business has picked up to a point where we can now afford to send them back. And B, um, I'm too busy to tend to them at home uh so they need to go back so I can get work done and also I can't give them what they need here at home Sam I'm not cut out to be a stay-at-home mom I'm not cut out to for an extended period of time or like indefinitely be doing crafts and puzzles Mm -hmm. and I I cannot it it that ship sailed in April man I get irritated with them and it's not their fault. They just need someone to engage with them. And so they do visit the grandparents as often as they can in a week um, just so they can get that one-on-one. I'm focusing on you. Now we're playing. We're building a puzzle. I'm engaging with you attention. But I can't fucking do that. I've got a million balls to juggle. I got a clean house. I got work to do. I got my own projects that I'm working on that I actually want to get to. So I can give you like maybe an hour of my day of undivided attention. But the rest of the time, you got to fucking keep yourself busy, but you've got enough toys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, the thing, it sounds actually terrible. Like, oh, you don't want to be with your kids. But the thing is, if they have that time at school with other uh, people, once you once they're back in your house, in their house, and you guys are together, you can shut down the laptop you know, yes. put away everything you need to and give them that like real undivided attention. Undivided attention. Which is and mutually ma- without enjoyable. Resentment, without yeah. resentment, which I feel guilty about because it's not their fault, but you can't help the way you feel. Um, my mother-in-law very wisely often says this, and I actually heard her say it yesterday again, and I was reminded of it. And she always said to me, even when I was pregnant, she said, you'll see that 
quality time over quantity is much better when it comes to with your kids because it's not um, about how much time I spend with them, but it, it's, about, it's about the time that I do spend with them it being engaging and and quality time. Yeah, you know? like what memory do our kids want of mommy? That she yes. was the screaming, crying, you know, wretched mess that you spent mm. a lot of time with this monster or yes. that she was quite pleasant to be around. Yes. <laughs> on exactly, the other hand. Exactly. Yeah, so drop-off also went fine. I cried again on the way home. It was, but they were fine. They were fine. Jess was a little bit apprehensive. She was like, no, mommy, I want to stay with you. But before she could even think of of uh, having a tear, her teacher had her and they were, because the, the drop-off now at school, the whole system's a bit different. So she, the teachers come fetch them uh, from you by the car yeah. and they take them in. The new so normal way of even, doing like, pickup know what was going on or have a meltdown I just said I'll see you now now bye and I jumped in the car and off they went and so I've gotten updates from the teacher she's fine I've gotten some pics she looks happy and teacher says she has not shed a tear once today so yay but then but then in the beginning when she went to school she also didn't cry she cried when I picked her up so pickup is in about an hour and a half I will let you know how it went yeah let's see how it goes (laughs) okay so I mean, it's been, needless to say, it's been an interesting few months. I mean, it's October and you had your first day of school. How bizarre. How bizarre. It's <laughs> and I think this year and whatever transpired in this year um, has definitely impacted on our content, and especially when I look back at what we've done. Look, okay, we've just come off the back of uh, August and Women's Month, and we had some amazing guests that we'll continue mm. to share. And for those who missed it, we'll, you know, stay tuned to our socials because I've got a lot that I still want to get out. While I'm downing my tools, by the way, <laughs> uh-huh. there's a lot that I, I want to go, hey, in case you missed this, you know, there was our WAP episode. We talked to <laughs> Sinead Vajendranath about um, her initiatives. Man, that was amazing. Despina Senatore. Mm. Um, oh, fit like Natasha. mommy, Natasha Kiston. Yes, Natasha Kiston. Ah, she's, I've just, mm, I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, Shana Fife and Karis Topkin, who were part of our WAP episode. I mean, girl crushes all around. I'm so chuffed that we got so many powerful women with so much mm. to say on our show. And I, I really and hope. I'm so grateful. I mean, I'm mm. sorry to interrupt you, Sam. I'm so grateful that they that they made the time to spend that hour or however long with us to share with us and our listeners. It's ugh, we're just grateful. Yeah, hundred percent. I I I really hope that we've steered some of you guys, our listeners, into the midst of these amazing women, and that they've inspired you because they continue to inspire me. I love engaging mm. with them daily um on whatever their platforms are and i can't wait to get stuck in once i come back from maternity leave and just learn from other women you know yeah and i'm sure you're gonna have a million brain babies while you're on maternity leave. but also we we have tried to keep things light-hearted i feel like we failed a little bit 
you know uh, we failed you know, a little bit this hard. year <laughs> it, it, it well i don't think we failed we just kind of our circumstances dictated where we went like it it because it's topical um we i mean we did have the unpopular opinions episode which mm, that was, was fun. fun and we also had the getting to know you episode with afro daddy i really enjoyed that oh terence he's so great to talk to always he's got a great viewpoint and i enjoyed getting to know him on that episode mm, mm, i definitely want to do more of those questions those are quick fire questions yeah uh, we should yes. do that in the new year but look we got to admit that for the most part, our year was consumed by the coronavirus, that dreaded swear word, um, mm. and the strain that the pandemic put on our lives, our mental health, our stress levels, our kids, how much we worried about our kids. Mm. And then, of course, in addition to that, and I don't know if it goes hand in hand with the pandemic, if it was fueled by the pandemic, but... There were some important social causes that came out of 2020 in the form of Black Lives Matter, um, the need for diversity globally and inclusion, mm. and a, a focus on gender-based violence leading up to Women's Month and women's rights. I mm, mean, it was mm. a mixed bag of big, big, big emotions this year, I think. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Okay, well, episodes from before lockdown – What's that? I mean, they just... Before lockdown? Yeah, I, I do feel like we are... I mean, I didn't think when all of this hit us, we would get to this point where we are now. I, I do mm. feel like we've crossed over the mountain and we're we're by no means out of the woods or over this thing. I think it it will for years to come be part of our lives uh, in the way that the way that tuberculosis and that kind of thing is yeah. part of our world and our lives. However... Um, I think of episodes before lockdown and it seriously seems like a distant memory, mostly because this whole year is just like completely hazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, it, it was rough. <laughs> Look, I gotta say the one thing that lockdown specifically, you know, being safe at home, quote unquote, uh, the one thing that it did give us was a good excuse to watch a lot of TV, <laughs> which is what we're going to be talking about today. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. So, Charlene, we've done a, a Netflix uh, for Moms episode, and uh, we felt the need to to revisit this because that was old news. Those were old shows. We've grown past them. There's new content out there, and we haven't done a. We always do on Instagram a "What's Your Binge Wednesday," but come mm. lockdown, it was it just didn't seem important. It fell by the wayside. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um. I really, and there's some things that came out this year that I'm like, we can't not talk about this. And <laughs> one of those things is Tiger King. The Tiger King. Oh, 
OMG. <laughs> I know. It 2020 feels- will forever be known as the year of coronavirus and Tiger King. And banana bread. And the WAP song. And, the and WAP banana song. bread. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say was the trifecta? It yeah, the was. trifecta was Tiger King, uh, the WAP song, and coronavirus. But b- banana exactly. bread is in there. Banana bread is like <laughs> while you're watching Tiger King, you imagine yes. you can eat, you even have the taste of banana bread in your mouth when the name comes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how how smells and sounds and certain things trigger a memory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you watched oh it. God. I take it. Like everybody I did, else, and I'm, I'm, we discussed it earlier. But <laughs> I, I just Tiger King is just like I saw a meme, and there's many memes about the Tiger King. But there's one scene where the guy who wears uh, prosthetic legs uh, drives in like a hot rod or a sports car, and he's got a skeleton on the seat next to him. If you've watched it, you will recall. And it, it's either in the actual series or in the seven episodes, or it's like the eighth episode, which was a follow-on to say, where are all the people now? <laughs> and um, uh, <laughs> and uh, and the meme basically, I can't remember the exact wording, but it basically says that you know you're having a batshit crazy year when a, when a person in a show that you're watching arrives in a camera shot, in a like driving like a maniac in a hot rod with a skeleton on the seat next to him, and nobody's asking questions about that. Nobody's like, <laughs> nobody's going, why is he in this car? And why is there a skeleton next to him? It's just like, cool, so that happened. Part for the course, man. Yeah, no, you don't even pay attention to the craziness of it. That's that's 2020 for you. And that's also that's also you you got to know how crazy a show is when or another one where there's a guy. A journalist is like full on in a documentary having an interview with a man sitting in a bath. The guy who was the hitman. I don't know if you remember that shot. Yes. They're just like interviewing yes, him. And he's sitting in a tub with water naked. I forgot about that. And you're looking that. at that. No, nobody's asking why is he in a bath and why is he naked for this interview. <laughs> nobody's asking that question. That's how crazy this show is. Yes. It's just, it's, it's loopy man it's mad so now tell me what um (laughs) do you think that carol baskin killed her first husband oh for fucking sure (laughs) definitely definitely fuck you carol baskin oh man that (laughs) show and it's hi all you crazy cats and kittens (laughs) you lovely beautiful cats and kittens oh man that that shows apparently Look, she's gonna be on Dancing with the Stars or something I like saw, that. I saw, I saw, I <laughs> saw. Listen, I'll give her credit where it's due. Her particular brand of crazy <laughs> has gotten her a lot of traction. It's worse which, than the actual Tiger King guy. You which know? speaks volumes about the age we live in and social media. But I mean, that's a that's the topic for a whole. It's a whole other discussion. I've got to say, when I when people were watching Tiger King and all the memes were coming up at the same time, people had come off of watching Love Island, and that like reality TV shows like that, The Bachelor and all of that don't uh, haven't gelled with me for a while. They don't appeal to me. I used to watch them, but I just couldn't be bothered right now in this phase of my life for some reason. Yeah. So when people went, people were going mad about Love Island and then they were also going mad about Tiger King and I had to like, I had to do some canvassing and speak to friends and be like, okay, but is it the same? If I'm not into Love Island, am I going to love Tiger King? And 
that they were just like, you just, you just got to do it. Like it's just one of those things, you know. For the experience, because I don't <laughs> think that watching the Tiger King is ever, for those who haven't watched it, I also recommended my mom watch it. And not that it is their type of program, but just for the total batshit crazy that it is. Because you can't, I mean, it's not like I watched the show and, oh my God, I love the Tiger King. Mm. I wouldn't say I loved it, but it, it's like, you cannot tear your eyes away from it. You're just like, how is this real? Yeah, I, that, and I've got to say, um, it just was such tense, testament to the, the, times that we live in that Joel McHale mm. and he he acts in you you mentioned that other documentary or the the episode the the roundup episode of where are they now came yes. afterwards mm. that was Joel McHale from community um yes. an actor that that just was like intrigued by the show and approached Netflix and they sent him you know in lockdown in the US's lockdown they just sent him equipment and they like go wild create cool. content for us it was just, yeah. it's just bizarre. Like from a con content creator's perspective, I was just like, this, <laughs> the, what is happening to the world? This yes, is crazy. Exactly. And I love it and I'm exactly. here for it. So uh, there are some other shows and I have to say something very interesting that came out of this year for me, in addition to what I'm going to say in, in terms of uh, what shows I've been binging, binging on this year and what shows I've enjoyed, is that a lot of people to curb their anxiety have gone back to shows that they've already watched because mm. it's good for the anxious mind to watch something mindless that you know what's coming. You know you know Did how you the ending is going to pan out. read an article on this on, online? Because Rhett read an article. There's plenty going around on, on that. It's so interesting yes. for me. So there's a lot of repetition happening yes. for especially for the most anxious minds. And for me... I speak about John McHale. Ray and I got stuck into community and scrubs and I've been binging on the new girl <laughs> that I've already Same. watched twice. But it's I, just nice to have I'm that. I'm obsessed. You know? I like, I just, <laughs> and jo uh, sidebar, Josh has this way of, uh, he'll talk about um, uh, like comparisons. Like he'll say, I'm, I'm crazier than a than a buffalo in the mud kind of thing. <laughs> it's like no, I don't know how he compares that. Or he'll be like, I'm I'm smarter than a buffalo. <laughs> what if I don't yeah. know where he gets it from? But Josh's comparisons um, always remind me of Winston's pranks. <laughs> They're just so like not logical and very far fetched. Where like you I either go like too low or you go too high, yes, dude. You way don't too have high. In the one episode, he's like, okay. And then we we meet them at the restaurant and then we bring a bear that we've injected with hep B or C <laughs> or whatever, A or whatever it is. <laughs> or like oh, these really understated pranks where it's just like, I'm going to stick a feather in her shoe. <laughs> it's yeah. like, cool, bud. <laughs> nice I, I love that show. It's great. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, then go for it. We watched from season one to the very end because before we hadn't watched all the seasons. All in order. So, yeah, we, yeah, we watched it all in order back to back and it was really, it was great. We enjoyed <laughs> it. And then when it was over, I was like, oh, now what? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like this, this void. Well, I had a bit of a void 
um, after Working Moms, although season three came out. So, like, you know, I, I must say there's uh, – we spoke in our first uh, Netflix for Moms episode about, like, very mom-centric stuff, and I think I've transcended to, to other shows that aren't very mom-specific, but what I'm loving still is um, – the Reese Witherspoon productions, especially her sh- her shows that are centralized on, or that are focused on centralizing women, and, yes, and yes. women characters. And for me, I don't know whether this was during lockdown because it's so hazy for me, but the morning show and uh, Little Fires Everywhere. So I haven't seen Little Fires Everywhere, but I did see the morning show on your recommendation, and we watched it. It was before lockdown. I actually think it was at the end of last year, to be honest with you, that we both watched it. You watched it first and then I watched it. So it, <laughs> And it Big Little Lies too. Year. That was also um, last exactly, year. Exactly, yes. Oh, goodness. You see where my brain is at. But, I, I mean, Reese continues with, with her shows and movies through her – and she's such a girl crush for me. I mean, she's just – the way yeah, that she structured I, I really her business her and stuff. whatnot. Mm. Look, guys um, – also, a sidebar, if you want to know more about why Reese Witherspoon does what she does, uh, go listen to the Second Life podcast and, and the Reese Witherspoon episode of, on that. Episode, yeah. It is so inspiring. Um, she's, and she's so great to listen to also. She's just so honest. And the stuff she says there really it, it really got some cogs working in my mind and made me think about how I approach projects and work and in my life in general she's just great and it really translates into the show so little fires everywhere definitely happened during lockdown because i read the book and then i watched the series and for one of the it's this is one of the few examples where i enjoyed the series far more than the book her production team and that writing team just took it and made and gave so much more depth to those characters i'm really sorry celeste ing the writer of the yeah. book, but the production well, for me was... Well, if it wasn't for her mind that created the book, the production team true. would never have been able to elaborate on it. So. That's true. I, lo- I love how the characters were deepened and how, I mean, so many dynamics were shown in terms of uh, social commentary, how you raise girls, uh, uh, you know, the mother-child relationship, uh, black-white relationships. It, it's good. So I can mm. highly recommend that series. Um, another one, and this really boggles my mind. I don't know why nobody else is into the show, but I'm super into it. And that's The Politician. There's two seasons out. Um, I don't know it. I saw it when uh, on your list when you sent it to me, and I was like, oh, I want to check this out. It is so good. So it's Wes Anderson meets Gossip Girl. That's how it's been described. And I think I well, Hillary Kerr to to repeat the Second Life podcast. I'm a huge fangirl of hers. She's the host of the Second Life, and I follow her on Instagram. And she was commenting on the fashion in the politician, and I was like, I have to see this. This looks so quirky and cool, and it's very Wes Anderson, very stylized. There's a lot of social commentary happening there, but in an understated way, and you can see that it's cleverly done. It's good, good comedy. It's Excellent script writing. It's short. It's choppy. It's really Ooh, up my alley. Now I really want to see it. You've got me properly excited about this one. It's largely an unknown, a cast of unknowns, um, and then a few just great actors um, 
tossed in there, including Gwyneth Paltrow, who Ooh. is her character is so quirky and weird. And then in season two, Bette Midler comes in and just rocks my world. So, oh my goodness, <laughs> I have so to watch good. this. It's so good. It's so this. funny. And another thing, you know, I don't know if you've noticed in some shows, especially when they're trying to diversify and they're trying to bring in, you know, alternate characters and not make it like a, a mom, a dad and a two kids, yes. a dog and a picket fence type of thing. So, but a lot of shows use tokenism uh. or I think that they, they don't um, purposefully use tokenism, but they slot in a person of color or they slot in um, a disabled person or um, uh, especially when characters explore their sexuality and they explore homosexuality, yes, you know. Yes, And then it's like it's a, their homosexuality or their transgenderism or whatever becomes a central part of the storyline. The politician yes. does really well to normalize it by including diverse characters without making it part of the storyline. If that makes okay. sense. If you say normalize, well, there's like one character in there who is transgender, but they never say that. And it's never, it doesn't impact on the script whatsoever. It's just like, well, he has my friend James. Okay, I see. And James that's is brilliant. a character that's that you get to know. That's really how society should be looking at these things. That's why I was questioning you now when you said normalize, because we're, we're not saying that those things are not normal, but society treats yes. those situations or people like that as though they are outside of the norm or they're, they're foreign or this like weird. And, and also making them a central focused part of the story, just like – Yes. When, where when it becomes imagine, cringy. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, people uh, do you just have want to, like, to be point part out of life. Yeah, it's literally like standing and pointing at a person and going, oh, look at you kind of thing. <laughs> so, it's so yuck. It's, it's, you'll see how the politician does it. I feel like, in my opinion, they do it right in terms of not tokenizing, you know, mm, um, mm, diverse mm. characters and making it like – Cringe, cringingly obvious what they're trying to do. Um, you get to know the characters and love them, and season two is even better and highly recommended from Ooh, me. Okay. And on my watch list. Yes, on my to watch sure. list. For and sure. Another one is Killing Eve with um, Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I've seen uh, prom like promotional images for it, but oh, I man. haven't actually... Looked at it. This actually came it. out after last year's um, uh, Netflix for Moms episode where, where we started with our, like, what's your binge Wednesdays? And one of our listeners said, killing Eve, killing Eve, killing Eve. And I never got to it. And eventually I did. We are now on season three. It is excellent. It is, like, girl power to the max. It is dark. Oh, cool. It is oh, gruesome. Nice. <laughs> I don't normally, you know me, I don't normally go for um, the more violent and yes. uh, sexual shows. But this is done so well and I'm a huge fan. Jodie Comer um, is another one of the leads and she, uh, look, it's about female assassins. I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, it sounds right up my alley. I like it. Yeah. Also, it's on good. the watch list. Yeah. Done. Going to check it out. I've been looking for some new shows, so yes. 
And then we did discuss this um, in the first season, but you put it on your, you had it on your watch list uh, or or list of, of things that you've been enjoying. I finally finished This Is Us and I'm <gasps> eagerly anticipating the next season. Ooh, is it, just tell me, is it not just phenomenal? Well, look, I, I had pregnancy hormones throughout lockdown surging through me and I was in tears after Probably every not the episode. episode to watch. Well, but series, I'm in yeah. tears anyway. It, even when I watch it outside of what's happening in the world currently, when before when I started watching it, like I, I sob in the episodes. I just it's just so effing good. It's, I cannot get enough of it. And I have to say, once again, the social commentary on that show. I did mention it in our last Netflix episode, but the the social commentary, and again, I don't yes. think you can find this as us on Netflix. Um, I think it's a Showmax or a yes, it's on Showmax. I think you're right. It's a DSTV thing. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Um, it. I forget his name. Uh, Is it Justin Hartley? Yes. This. It certainly, certainly (laughs) does not hurt. (laughs) No, Justin Hartley is in this show, people. Mm, Yeah. So delicious. I I love I love the show. I love what they do with it. I love how they they serve. And as the seasons grow, you see how they've cleverly mapped out the interweaving storylines. Yes, so and how good. the story, like they, the story starts, and it almost it's it's giving you a look into the future. Then it goes back to the past, and then it ends with even further into the future. Some episodes, how the grandchildren are now parents and oh yes. it's just yes. so well written can you imagine so how good. these writers must keep track of where they're at to not like make a mistake with the storyline yeah it's so I creative it's so i good. love it I it's love a good it. production and if you're look if you're a mom i think that this is a good show if you haven't gotten into it of course mm-hmm. i discussed working mom season three that goes without saying, if you haven't watched Working Moms on Netflix, you've got to get into it. Even my sister got into it, and she's not a mom. You, she's 25. I, and I, <laughs> I watched season one. I think I missed a couple of episodes in season one, and I have not picked up on it again. No, it's go one, back. Go yeah, back and do I it. I really I enjoyed it so much. I, there's just, I think I want to watch it when... There's no distractions yeah. because it's so funny. Yeah, it's And hilarious. then I don't want to miss any of the things. And then I, I just haven't gotten back and to it. And it's so funny, the different perspectives. Like, okay, I'm not going to – no spoilers here. But my sister, like I, – I, it took me a second to be like, what are you on about, Kim? She um, she texted me and she's just like, I can't believe so-and-so kept so-and-so from so-and-so and what she did with her kids. That was unfair. I know that this happened – but and she's just like ranting about these characters and I was like, oh, she's talking about working mom season two. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. <laughs> it's good. It's oh, a good it's so and what's great. nice is again, those are those nice short 30 minute episodes, you know. So Mm-mm. I always like to like consider, okay, what am I investing my time in? And what am I um, you know, looking at as short and, and choppy episodes? And I have to say, I think Dead to Me season two came out. During lock- yeah, it did come out during lockdown, but I think that that's a series that um, is one of those 30-minute episodes and just as good, just as enjoyable with Christina Applegate. I, really I haven't watched it, but I've seen it on Netflix. I must watch it. You and Red will really enjoy it. 
Really? really? Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, on the watch list. Gonna do it, gonna do it. And another thing, and I, this was important for us during lockdown, right? That yes. um, Ray and I find eventually find something to watch together because I, I have mentioned this you before. You said in the last episode, he's so picky. It's so hard to picky. find something to watch with him, yes. So he's been watching Killing Eve with me, which is surprising, but it's a good show. So he, he's been enjoying that. We went back and watched a show called, an old show, it's 15 years old, called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip with Amanda Peet and Sarah Paulson and um, Chandler Matthew Perry. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, you know what it is? Did you ever watch The Newsroom? Yes. It's Some the episodes. same writer and producer as okay. The Newsroom. So he started okay. with Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. So Ray and I watched that and it was so funny because after that, Dirty John season two came out, which I haven't watched yet, but that's also with Amanda Peet. And I'm keen to to get stuck in watch these it. like real life murder remakes um, are mm-hmm. up my alley for some reason now. Okay, but I was talking about things that you can watch together. And this, if you're a fan of TGE, which I suppose if you're listening to listening us now, to us right now, then you must be, <laughs> and you can appreciate our brand of filth uh, that comes out sometimes from the show. Well, there's a show on Showmax called "I'm Sorry" um, that is crafted by a comedian called Andrea Savage. She's a, com- a comic writer. And I'm sure she does a lot of stand-up. And she's worked in a lot of like writers' rooms, writing in Hollywood for particular shows and whatnot. And she created this show, but is also a mom. And so it's it's centered around how a comedian, um, a comic writer, kind of integrates into normal society with these like horribly filthy thoughts and ideas in her mind that she finds funny. But she's also trying to to just be normal in a group of like parents that have small children that you know you're trying to be appropriate. I found it hilarious. Ray and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, this series. I, I think I know what you're talking about. If I'm listening to how you're describing it, I think I've seen it the, the trailer, but but tell us the name. It's called I'm Sorry by Andrea Savage. And I'm going to play the trailer now so you guys get an idea of, of sort of what goes down. Let a baby even come out of your vagina. Your body knows to make your vagina hole get really, really, really big. And then the baby can just shoot out. You have a huge <laughs> vagina. <laughs> As a comedy person, it could be very immature about this. Who is insane enough to hire Gigi Hadid as their new nanny? Have we learned nothing from The Sound of Music? What? A taken man banging it with his hot nanny. Maybe her butthole fell out. Jeez! Mommy, what are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Just a pretend person from an old book. We are animals, by the way. I'm not. You're like a raccoon. You look super cute. But inside, you're garbage. Oh, now I see why it's called teabagging. You just draw a line right to it, Mom. Mm. I don't think teabagging <laughs> usually involves the squeeze at the end. Did you know that the Aztecs... Oh, invented- did you know I don't give a shit? That's fair. But also, they <laughs> grew a lot of crops that involved avocados, and there were tomatoes and onions and garlic. I don't want to use the term lost cause. Then let's not say that. 
What? I think he does want to say lost cause, and then you told him not to, and now it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you are somebody's mother. Sorry, I forgot. Moms aren't supposed to be funny. It's up your alley, Charlene. <laughs> I've seen the trailer, and I, Rhett and I saw it together, and we were like, oh, we must watch this. It seems fantastic. Yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I think I'd go back and watch a few episodes just for a laugh. And maybe I should because I'm trying to find more um shows to um, – I have this fantasy because I forget that I have a toddler already. Yes. So I have this yes. funny fantasy just like when I had Elijah – and could lovingly breastfeed him while binging on Pretty Little Liars for months on end while I was on, on leave. And oh, I, I suppose God. that's where, where my fantasy goes. I know that I'm going to laugh at myself. There's going to be no time gonna, to read, no time to watch TV. I was just going to say, I, I don't know if I should boost your Bible now. <laughs> I know, I know. You to find out for yourself. I know. I know my reality, so um, yeah. Humor me, humor me. I, I want some ideas um from you what have you been binging on in the year 2020 well i think what happened was i kind of gave in to just being at home and then i got stuck in and i decided where shall i start and i uh my point of departure was uh Starting at episode one of How to Get Away with Murder, which in our last episode I told what? you I love. Yes, I started in this from lockdown. I went to episode one and I watched it right through to the most recent uh, uh, season, which I think is eight. Yeah, there's eight seasons, I think. Um, so I'm up to that point and I, I don't regret it. And I will not apologize. And if I could do it all over again, I will do it again. <laughs> Is it not boring for you and some of the things to be like, okay, I've seen this episode, but I'm going to watch it again? No, not at all, actually, because I noticed new things and <laughs> I don't know. And then I also watched from start to finish The Good Wife, which I think I mentioned in the last Also as mentioned. Well. Jeez. Yes. This woman is yeah. thorough, guys. And then I um, and I love The Good Wife because I hadn't watched it in so long, so it it was almost as though I was watching it for the first time again. Um, that was really cool. And then I decided it, to start at episode one of The Gilmore Girls. And that I can. I, this is something I can get behind. That that was also another I'll, one of my last pregnancies binges. Yes. And I, in our in our last discussion, I'd said, so I know this is nothing new to you, but um, I, I'm telling you about the ones that I really enjoyed. So if anybody like wants to rehash an old favorite, I would highly recommend it because I'd only watched snippets of the Gilmore Girls. And They're like I as you caught them on TV back in the day. Yes. And I, I watched from start to finish and I literally, I did it like back to days back to back. Like I, I would watch like multiple episodes in a day. I would spend hours just watching with my headphones and I watch on my phone. So that's why while the kids are playing and they're doing things and we're doing uh, crafts, I've got my phone with me and my headphones in. And then I'm watching, just sitting with them while they're like playing or while I'm cleaning the kitchen or whatever. Mm. Um, 
So that's how I managed to do that. And then when I was done with Gilmore Girls and I watched the the special with A Year in the Life of, um, then I was like, oh, fuck, now what? Because I really enjoyed that. And now it's over. And it, I, I, I'm not going to start from episode one now because mm-hmm. it's too fresh. I'll, I'll wait till next year's Netflix for mom's episode. <laughs> yes. And so then I went for the first time in my life, I watched Gossip Girl. And I watched Gossip Girl from start to finish in lockdown. I don't believe that. Like, because I enjoy the first few seasons. I really enjoy the style, the actors, and the the mind mush. But I I couldn't commit past like season five or six or or you know the later seasons. I know what happened. I watched them. I watched them all. I watched them all. And I was really, I think the fact that some episodes were really kind of flat and nothing really happened in them, I helped me get through it because then I was like, no, man, fuck. I, I'm waiting something's for this thing to, to happen. Yeah. I'm waiting for, I'm sure at some point something's got to happen here. And then I just watched the next one and the next one. So okay, let me great. ask you, and, and bear in mind, I haven't watched the um, the later seasons um but are you and if you cast your mind back to the like beginning seasons are you a dan humphrey girl or are you a chuck bass girl <laughs> i don't know because it changed for me no it now i need to watch me. the rest uh it changed for me towards the end and you will actually not believe the end you'll change your mind I'm i know you how it ends it. though i know how it ends no, but when you see in the episodes how it changes. And how they develop and whatnot. There's one particular season, season where I did not like Dan's character at all. Well, I, you know what? He, he was always a bit whiny for me, to be honest. I'm through and through a Chuck Bass lady. No, in the it. beginning, I was totally. Will you believe me if I tell you that I was a Dan Humphrey? No, girl? I don't believe. I thought we would agree on on Chuck Bass. I'm no, through and I through like, a a Chuck fan. No, I not in the beginning. I wasn't, and then towards the end, I just wanted. I just want to hold Chuck and give him loves. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Westwick, man, did you see last year how long he was in South Africa for? He was no. he was traipsing around Cape Town, and I was just like, you know, if I wasn't a mom, I would book a one way ticket to Cape Town right now and just you know go that and expose have... myself to to the potential that lay there. <laughs> <laughs> that would that was me when Ed Sheeran was in the country, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, that would not have even showed up on my radar because I hadn't caught, I hadn't followed Gossip Girl. I think I watched like. 10 episodes, if that, and they were they were sporadic. I skipped a couple in between. So I wasn't that into it. And I, I, I mean, he wasn't even, he didn't even feature in my mind, that actor. Oh, so, man, yeah. that guy. Mm-mm. Yeah, so then I also, on your recommendation, I got into you. Yes, which, which has Dan Humphrey enjoyed. in it. Pen, yes, pen Bagley. Actor. Yeah. And so Rhett and I really enjoy watching that together. Did it's, you have are you so, are you busy with it? So you haven't gotten to season two? I think I finished season two. Yes, season three I've is coming, watching. man. It's coming. It's so good. I cannot wait. Yeah, I love that and show. Then, and then just on Netflix, a couple of movies that I caught was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know if you've seen it with uh-uh. Brad Pitt. Is it good? 
I well, I don't know. I think I'll 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 love anything that Brad Pitt is in. I'm absolutely obsessed with that man. Even now, I'm just even and the older he gets, the more obsessed I become. Listen, is he eating in that movie? Like he's eating in every other fucking movie. He's always he eating. Was. Yes, he is. Like uh, he did. <laughs> what did he do? He did eat something at one point. And um, oh, there's a point. Spoiler alert: where he stands on the top of a roof, and he takes his shirt off, and I almost slid off the fucking couch. Well, I mean, it yeah, so, okay. He's, he's so delicious. He's so delicious. Anyway, <laughs> I'll move along. But it was a really. It was so. It's such a crazy storyline, and then you get to the end, and you're just like. The fuck just happened. I did really? not see that coming. You have to watch okay, it. It's I'm gonna Quentin watch Tarantino. It. It's Quentin Tarantino, right? I'm not a huge fan. Did he do oh, that? Oh, okay. I'm not a I huge Quentin gonna, Tarantino fan, but you I know what? I was just going to say it's typical Quentin Tarantino. It's just typical Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so fucking good. I, it's good because it's just... I think you either love Tarantino movies or you hate them. Although Pulp Fiction is Tarantino and that's a great movie. But I mean, then some of his most recent stuff. Kill Bill. I love the Kill Kill Bill franchise. No, I'm talking about the later one, the more recent ones. But yeah, okay. I will see if I can can convince Ray to to have a look at this. Watch it with the mindset of... um, don't expect much. Just see where the journey takes you. Is what I would say there. Like okay. don't don't sit down and don't sit down and think, "Oh, I'm apparently this is really good. I'm 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 sure I'm going to love this." Don't sit down with that. Prepare to be, uh, prepare for the unexpected and just see where it takes you. Oh, I see it's Margot just, Robbie's in it. I love her. Yes, I love her. It's really and good. I love Dakota and it's, Fanning. It's about. It's. I mean, it's not a re. It's not. There are some, uh, they do touch on real events in the, but obviously real it's Hollywood out events? of proportion. Yeah, because it's about, who's that um, guy that was a, a hipster, head of a cult. Uh, the He had like a whole family of um, hippie chicks. What's his name, man? He was. What, oh, Roman Polanski. I pulled uh, it up here. Well, I'm cheating. So, about Roman. So yes, so Roman Polanski. It's about that that happened in Hollywood. And the Sharon and then Tate also, murder and all of that. Yes, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. there's also who was the um, the little cult because there's a there's a cult. They were called the Someone Family. The there's like there's like more than one storyline or and how the two storylines kind of merge at the end is what the oh. what what made the the show interesting to me and i wasn't familiar with the Manson history behind family Roman. that's it you see yes. but are we boom, boomers or what yes yeah, so <laughs> i wasn't familiar with the full details surrounding oh, roman polanski okay. and the the um the Manson what's family. His name? yes family and so i watched it and then my mind was blown and then i googled it and then I was like, oh, fuck, okay, I get it. Yeah, there's so, some yeah. crazy stories that came out of there. So, I, okay. I feel so, yeah, I feel I a bit it. like a boomer because I'm not, I don't know the 
Yes. The ins and, and so outs of the story. Yes. But okay. So did I. But I, that's why I found it intriguing because it was also <laughs> educational while I was on this uh-huh. journey. Then I watched a marriage story <gasps> with Scarlett oh, Johansson. Oh, I forgot about that. I forget that actor's name, but Adam Driver. Was, he's he's in Girls. Yes. Huge fan, and I think he completely overshadowed um, Scarlett Johansson in that movie in a good way. Yes, uh, that, oh, yeah. his, his delivery yes. and just the, you know what I also really loved was the, the storyline. Like it, it, there's just so much truth in the real, second. And right? Laura Dern, Laura Dern's in it. Um, yeah, it's a great cast, great movie. I'd highly recommend it. There's some really emotional episodes in it. So really do watch it. And then I, I'm obviously still watching A Million Little Things. And I have said that I've watched The Morning Show. And then Big Little Lies, I finished. I'm not going to lie. I was I was not let down, but I felt like it was a bit of a, is it a bathos um, towards the end? The last episode, like a I wah, felt a little wah. bit okay. I felt a little bit like not hung out to dry, but I was like, oh, okay, so that's it. Maybe the thing. strength in the first season was that the first season was the book, and I don't yes. think that there's a sequel to the book. I think they just extended uh, that the, as yeah, a script for, written for TV. Look, no, what they did was great with the second season and I loved Meryl Streep in it and I was on the edge of my seat throughout the whole thing um, and it moved me. But I was like, at the end of the last episode, I was like, huh. But I suppose, where do you go to from there? You know, mm. you can't like, because otherwise you just end up with sequel upon sequel upon sequel and then it just gets so fucking watered down after a while. It, might, it, it can't have been that great because I actually can't remember how it drew to a close season two. Okay, well, let me not say in case anybody wants to go no, watch no, it and no. you want to go refresh your memory. But season one, then, if you haven't... Watch season one, then that's, I mean, it's just, yes. it is, it's worth watching. I'd, I'd still say yeah. it's still a show worth watching, even though season two yes. is not as impactful as season one, I don't think. Yes. And then I watched uh, Becoming, the documentary, the Michelle yes. Obama documentary. Oh, you know the I, love I have for the Obamas. He's my I'm whole so past, inspired. Man. I'm just so inspired. And then also now listening to her podcast mm. after that. Oh, I absolutely love it. I she just, is phenomenal. And you know what? If you don't like reading, I mean, her, her biography is the first biography I finished. And I started it on Audible. And I loved it's so much that I would listen to it. This was pre-lockdown. I would listen to it in the car while driving and running my errands and whatnot. And then I'd come home and at night I'd continue reading the mm. book um, on my Kindle. Mm. That's how much I loved this content, this woman. And then becoming nicely, the, the documentary nicely sums up the book. Mm. Um, and then, of course... Her podcast. Um, I mean, yeah. Michelle Obama can honestly do no wrong in my eyes. So don't at me with, with anything negative about that And you woman. know what I love about her is that she does show her vulnerable side, her human side. I mean, not that she's not human, but you kind of look at people like that as though they are these super beings. And she does not shy away from showing her realness mm. or saying that she, even in the podcast, that she battles like sometimes it, it, things get too much for her and then she has to do something to like uh, cope. Her, yeah. her coping mechanisms are. So I love that. I Even love Michelle realness. Obama switches off in life. 
You yes, know? even Michelle Obama struggles with the shit that we struggle with, and mm. she's fucking amazing. So don't <laughs> don't sell yourself short if you <laughs> battle to cope and you have to find a way to cope. Mm. Two two things, two of my last ones. So I will highly recommend these, but I don't know if it is for everyone. So Sam, you might have a problem with the next one or not a problem, but you might find it challenging. Okay. Um, I found this on, on Showmax and it's called The Girlfriend Experience. And there are three seasons and the first season has got Riley Keo or Keo, I don't know how you pronounce it, in it. And she is the great-grandchild of Elvis Presley. Oh, I didn't know that. But you know what? You'd be surprised to know. While my husband was away last year. You watched it. <laughs> I watched The Girlfriend Experience. Oh, like it. Cool. <laughs> and so I knew you'd... I forgot a little. I know. You sneaky little bugger! You All don't by myself with a bottle of wine. <laughs> it did. It obviously I, didn't make so, so much of an impact on me, but it. I remember watching it. Yeah. So it's very raunchy for the listeners. So if you are not into explicit sex, then um, maybe don't watch it. But it was. It got me thinking so much, and it's about basically sex workers, but I don't want to spoil, I don't want to give too many spoils, but it's not sex workers as in the way we think of them. It's about Pretty women, I'm going to flash you my leg on the side of the street. Mm, it's like yeah. they're high end. Yes, it's like high end call girls mm. and it's about like a normal run of the mill chick and how she got into it. And there's one scene in particular where she talks to her sister and because she's a she's a law student, mm. this chick by day, and um, she uh, her family finds out about it about her her uh, shenanigans, and her sister's like, "What are you thinking in this one scene? What? How can you do this? Like, what are you doing?" And her response is just like, "I fucking enjoy it, okay," <sighs> and I. It was such an eye-opener to me because we always look at these things and we're like, no, it's a means to an end for these women. I mean, why else would you sell your body? And if you look at her experience and, and the, the, I mean, it's, it's her job in the end mm. and she, she's fulfilled by it. So you go, girl. It's like, what, it's like how we, and you're right, that is a challenging concept for me, but it's like exactly what we said in the WAP episode, like, People use sex for different reasons and you just got to yes. be it really no judges about mind. it, you know. It really opened up my mind. And so that's why I enjoyed it. And then, and also I enjoy the good sex scene, uh, uh, the odd good sex scene in <laughs> a movie. So die, but that was part, why, part of why <laughs> I enjoyed it. And then um, I didn't so much enjoy the last season of the of the three there were three seasons when I watched um and so I didn't so much enjoy the last season but then I must also say there was a lot less sex in the last season so you so see maybe that's, that's why, why. <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> and then the last one I'm going to end on this one ladies and gentlemen if there are gentlemen in the audience I would recommend this but and I'm saying that it's so good, but don't expect your definition of good in what I'm going to tell you about this or to in this show. Oh, my word. What it's are you going to tell us? What are you dropping on us? It's called, and I, uh, oh, how to be a god in 
Central Florida or how to be a God in Florida. I must actually Google that. Is it on Showmax? So uh, the season came to an end. So it should be on Showmax soon. Um, It is, it's good because it is how uh, on becoming a God in Central Florida. It's a dark American comedy and it's got Kirsten Dunst in it. And I think she is the, the director and uh yeah i think she's the di- she's the director so she's involved in, in the production yes. on the production side yeah. of things and she acts it's, in it yes and she acts in it so she's the main character um but to give you like a so it plays off in the it's like a period piece i think it plays off in the 80s um yeah early 80s late 70s early 80s and why I find it interesting is because the story is based on, um, you know, these pyramid scheme businesses like GNLD mm. or um, uh, Amway. Amway. Yeah. Yes. So I think this this story must have been written around the concept of when the the the, the these pyramid businesses were booming in the in the states back in the day mm-hmm. and so that's when that's what it, it revolves around so she she's basically the main character and it tells the story of how this pyramid scheme business rules her life and i don't want to give too much away but it's the it's a it's a very strange program each episode is very entertaining don't expect the story to take you anywhere if you perceive, if you just look at it for each episode in isolation and the crazy mm-hmm. that that is in it, where you, I found myself looking at it sometimes and I was just like, what the fuck <laughs> am I watching? Literally, <laughs> literally that. Then, then they, they do touch on some serious social issues, but it's so, it's so good i'm it loving your you recs because their your recommendations are so off uh base for like what a lot of people are typically watching so i'm gonna <laughs> go look into that definitely what's Don't, it called again so this it's on becoming a god in central florida huh. so what's what what i really enjoyed about it is the costumes because it's so it's so on point for the for, 80s for, for the for the time and then also i think if you're american you probably appreciate it even more because i'm sure there's lots of stuff i'm missing because i'm not american mm. but there's also little bits she's also a mom she's got a like a, a, a five or six month old baby so i think what drew me in as well is that i could relate to her and then her relationship with her husband and how they struggle financially and then what happens in the very first episode you're watching it and you're expecting the story to evolve and then this big fucking thing happens <laughs> in the first episode this like life-changing thing and I looked at it and I was like what the fuck is she gonna do now you know and that I think that <laughs> drew me in that drew me in and then I watched the next episode and I was like I want to laugh at this but I feel like I should cry yeah. at this. it's it's dark oh, and I'm intrigued and, I'm intrigued yeah, so, Give it a watch and like I say, don't watch it and expect to love it. Like, oh, I'm so into this. I love it. Expect to like it because you cannot physically draw yourself away because you want to see what happens next. And then again, you get well, to the end. That's some good TV, like, it sounds like. Exactly. And then you get to the end and you're like, okay, well, I'm not entirely mad at how that ended, but I kind of feel like I want to watch more. Yeah. Except there isn't more. 
yeah oh. so that's that well i got okay look i've got to say we like i say you've you've you're very off um you know base of <laughs> what everybody else is watching but i have to comment on on what you said with regard to the costumes and it being in the 80s and it being like period almost and that's what got me well the fashion i suppose is what got me watching the politician and also what i'm currently watching i wouldn't say it's a binge i'd say it's like when i find the right moment to sit down and watch an episode is ratchet with sarah oh, right. paulson and that's set in the it. 1940s and i also got into it because of the fashion it's there's a huge um, i don't want to say cult following or whatever but lots of people making tiktok videos and whatever on okay um, okay cool. if they were living in the time of ratchet this is what they would wear and and all of that and i i started watching it for that but it's it's good in a really weird creepy way if you like the shining stanley kubrick type weird 1970s horror mix okay. take 1970s horror and um, um and that's how stylized it is with 1940s fashion and you've got ratchet it's also super weird and i think this is where tv's going just like off beats and like, really yes, really totally out there the unexpected yeah 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 so that my friend is a lot of television <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's something here for everybody i can imagine um and i i really think 2020 did a lot for streaming services so netflix showmax hulu amazon you guys can't complain <laughs> charlene exactly. also you might have forgotten uh, but we actually have a guest scheduled for the show believe it or not because <laughs> <laughs> as much as we like to keep things as much as we wanted to keep things light-hearted which we hope we did for you guys 2020 has taught us a lot about keeping important conversations going yeah, that's right. I mean, we'll always be ready to shine a spotlight on important issues like what to watch on Netflix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we refuse to be limited to hashtags or specific months allocated to a cause. So it's never too late to get on board with something that means something. So with that in mind, uh, let's hear what today's guest is bringing to our attention. Guys, our guest this week is a mom on a mission. A busy mom on a mission, might I add. Mom of four, Laura LaRue, is a social media professional, a blogger, a writer, and a wannabe yogi addicted to chocolate. Cool, 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 cool. This first sounds like my kind of lady, Charlene. Oh, she is. <laughs> this parenting influencer has her hands full with a baby, a toddler, a full-blown kid, an overachieving tween, and a triathlon-obsessed husband. And did I mention that she homeschools? Ach, no, Flipman. Another powerhouse <laughs> that we're honored to have on the show who's going to show us all up with all the stuff she does and gets done. And today she'll be talking about yet another item she has stacked on her plate and it's all about helping women in need. I can't wait to dig in. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a, it's such a pleasure. I'm like I'm a big fan of your of your page and of your blog. I'm I'm always checking in with you. You've got uh, a lot of insight. So much to say, but that doesn't mean that you're immune to our question that we ask all our guests, and that is, who calls you mom? 
far too many people at the moment. Um, so I have four kids, um, my oldest, Cameron, Kiara, Emma, and Jack. They officially are the ones that call me mom. Okay. And like, like we say, you've got a really busy, a busy schedule. Um, you've mentioned to us that you homeschool three of your kids, but um, your, I mean, your eldest... How do you have a kid in matric? I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I can't compute yeah. that. I don't. I don't understand it either. I was talking <laughs> to another friend, and it's like one minute they babies, and then suddenly he's looking for universities. <laughs> it's crazy. Listen, I'm convinced that moms who have like big families, like a lot of children, are just. I suppose because you have to be just better at it. <laughs> so too. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I only have the two and I'm listening to you talking about your four children. I'm like, I don't even, I, I can't even remember my two's names on a good day. Come on, you're like an hour. You're like an hour. And we've got a new puppy in the mix. So everyone just gets called anything, whatever, go, whatever. <laughs> Listen, Laura, so to, on today's show, we're chatting Netflix for moms and that goes for all kinds of, of streaming or binge watching of series um, and shows. So enlighten us. We've we've been discussing what our favorite shows are currently and what our favorite shows were that kept us sane during lockdown. Do you have a fave binge watch? What's your what's your poison? <laughs> so I'm all about action. The scopes keep them doing it. If they've got that, then I'm <laughs> I'm all there for that. Um, <laughs> so one of my favorites that I can watch whenever I need to just unwind is Track Back. Um, it's a proper like action show, but I love it. Yeah, oh, I haven't awesome. watched it. You've got me interested now. I want to check it out. <laughs> so where do you and where do you find it? It's on Showmax. Okay, Strike yeah, Strike Back, listeners. If you if you like the actiony stuff, so I'm guessing Laura, you love chase scenes as well. Yeah, and the, yeah, the whole thing, the, the fighting, the, it's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> That's really unique, but I'm sure you're not alone. Um, if there are any <laughs> listeners that like the action, the action-packed uh, scenes and shows, let us know. Hit us up, and we'll put you in touch. Maybe you guys can talk. <laughs> Listen, Laura, you. I mean, there's there's so much we can chat to you about, but today I really want to tap into. Dignity bags leading up to Women's Month. Um, gender-based violence was on our radars. I mean, I, I suppose it still is. It never goes away. But mm. coming um, in August and September after the anniversary of Uyaneni's death and, um, you know, just all those hashtags keep coming up. Hashtag me too. Hashtag men are trash. You know, um, and and we... we our lives with at, at the time trying to to help women in need like in women's month we try to slot it all in okay now we're in september october we're later on in the year i want to keep this going so in terms of dignity bags educate us i came across your post and i was just like shit i'm clueless <laughs> and i hit yeah, you up yeah. and you were you were very gracious in explaining them and explaining the concept to me so can you fill our listeners in for those who are like me and maybe don't know what are they who are they for and what exactly goes into them so i first came across dignity bags it must have been about nine ten years ago so this is not a new concept but the idea is when you have been through a trauma 
whether it's a rape or a, a, you're a victim of an abuse, you often leave in a hurry or you're found somewhere by the police or whoever. And very often you don't have anything with you. You don't have, you might not even have enough clothes to cover you. And you're taken to the hospital, to the police station, wherever. And the idea of a dignity bag is to give that person back some dignity. So it's got products in that are specifically designed to fill the needs of what a victim of abuse would need. Um, so it's things like pads and cream and a toothbrush and toothpaste. Um, you know, and then there's also some luxury, luxury type items, um, like a scarf and a notebook and a pen that, you know, just help that victim to feel to get to get back a bit of their dignity because obviously it's, it's a traumatic thing and you know we all know we always as women we always have a bag with us or even our phones or something it's, it's like a sense of security almost and to have all of that gone you know it's it's just it's it adds to the trauma of the situation so the dignity bag is aimed to give women something just so that they can feel like they have a bit of control back in their lives um, the, the contents um, of the bags, you know, it includes stuff like creams um, and there's a list of stuff, but it, all the stuff has to be unscented and, they, and it's done for a reason. When I was collecting the bags, people would be like, oh, but I found this really cool thing. It clicks and that's great and that's awesome, but it's unscented for a reason because there's so many things that trigger the association to the trauma. Mm, so okay. when you, you know, when the list gets shared, it's important that you stick to what they say on the list that the stuff, the pads are unscented and that creams are unscented. And, um, you know, it's all done for a reason. Um, and I work with an organization called kindness, like confetti. They're on Facebook um, and Instagram. They've got offices in Pretoria, Joburg and PE, I think. And then these ladies work with organizations to make sure that, the victims of abuse get the bags and it's not only adult women it's also children um you know there's a there's a bag that you can put together for a child that includes much of the same items but it'll just include stuff like a bag or something aimed at at the younger children okay and so how i mean 10 years yo how did how did you get involved like how did it come across your radar so it's all through blogging. So back in the day, I mean, I started blogging. My blog is 14 years old. And we've always had little groups of bloggers that have always connected with each other just to do various things. And there was a lady um, who was blogging many years ago, and she was collecting at the time. And so I had a whole lot of handbags. And just the, what she was doing was putting all the stuff into a handbag. So you get a handbag with all the goodies in. And um, I had a whole lot of handbags that I donated to her at the time um, and that's how I first got a, got involved with the project and then you know over the years I've always kind of like tried to do something that gives back um, and then you know it, it because of everything going on in South Africa at the moment it's a it's a definite highlight project well not a project it's not a project it's a it's a movement um, it's a highlight again to put these bags together to make sure that these women are looked after um, yeah, and so that's how I kind of came back to it now. Mm, and what I what I love about it is it's um, a year long thing. I think um, you know it, it's important for us, and which is why it's important for us to have you on the show. It's important for us to highlight these things in any in any other month because um, yeah. rape and and sexual abuse doesn't stop. <laughs> 
you know, outside of keep women's time. months. It's not, so. it's not seasonal. <laughs> so how, yeah, how exactly. do we get involved? I mean, we're going to link all of our listeners up to, to Kindness Like Confetti and to, to your platform, Laura. But what do, you, what do you do? Do you go onto the website? Do you get into contact with those people? Do they get into contact with you? If you want to get involved, so, what do you do? Yeah, they can get in touch with me or with the ladies from Kindness Like Confetti. And there is a very standard list. Um, I can maybe reshare it with the listeners and, you, and then they can go on, and the list is quite standard of what they want to go in the bags. Um, and then, you know, you can get a group of your friends together and kind of work out who can who can donate what or who can help with, with stuff because it can be quite costly to put a whole bag together. Mm. But most of us have scarves in our cupboard that someone gave us that we really don't like that you can always, you know, that's just not our style. So you, you, mm. you can donate those. We've all got a, a, a box of toothpaste in our, in our cupboards that we can donate. You know, we don't think about buying toothpaste. But um, And then you just can reach out to myself or one of the ladies at Kindness Like Confetti and we will either arrange to collect from you or drop off or however it's going to work. Um, or, you know, there is also the option of cash donations, which can be done through Kindness Like Confetti. They, they will arrange all of that. Um, but I think the point is also just to do something you know we mm. it's always easy to share a post or to like something or whatever but this is something that is small that can make such a massive difference in someone's life um you know and it, it doesn't have to cost you much if you get three or four of your friends together you've got a bag you probably will find that you can put two or three together mm. um so it, it's not it's not a huge thing that you're doing but the impact is amazing well, we, I mean, yeah. I have to applaud you, Laura. And I mean, during Women's Month, you also had a drive to to collect pads for, for women in need. So, I mean, guys, we're going to hook you up to uh, Laura's platforms because she's someone who's a, a shining light in our community who always has women's needs up front and center, never putting your head in the sand, Laura. And we appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that in you because it is so easy to to ignore the bigger issues and to just use a hashtag and um hope that it gets out of your line of sight quickly because it makes us all so uncomfortable so you know we we want to champion this and we're right behind you so guys we're going to put you in touch like i said with with laura with kindness like confetti and um Charlene, I'm sure we'll be putting together our own dignity bags um, for the cause. I'm happy to do that, especially ahead of of the festive season. We all feel like giving back. We're in the giving mood. Let's let's do it where it's really going to matter most. So, Laura, I hope it's not the last time we see you in the Great Equalizer. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for for coming on and sharing that. We're going to hook all of our listeners up with all of the information that they need. <laughs> That was so helpful, I thought, mm. um, because I've I've heard, I think about years ago, before Josh was born, my mom actually mentioned these um, dignity bags to me, and I was pregnant at the time, and I didn't have the headspace, and I was clearing out a lot of stuff, obviously, because I was nesting, and so... I did give my mom a lot of stuff to donate, but um, it, I'm, I was happy that this showed up on our radar again and that we were as TG able to um, uh, help out and send some some stuff to uh, harassed mom. But and you also, you I don't th- think about uh, children. That for me was a yes, good point that, that she brought oh, up. Like, yeah, it's not a new thing. As heart-wrenching, as heart-wrenching as that thought is, mm. it is. It is 
it's stuff we need to think about because that is where we can help. Mm. And it's a little oh. bit full circle now. I'm pregnant and okay, mm. I have two weeks to nest. Um, I haven't given myself much time, but yeah, there's a lot that we can do. Guys, uh, we are going to be putting out a list. So just stay tuned to our socials. You'll know what what is needed in a dignity bag in addition to what Laura mentions here in the interview. Mm. Um, and feel free to DM us if you want to get involved. Or obviously Laura's always open to, you know, giving her advice and all of that. Mm, mm. Yeah, I just think um, it's something we should keep talking about, you know? Yeah, for sure. Look, I suppose if I have to, out of today's discussion and not just in the interview with Laura, um, get, give my, my takeaway, what do I take from these discussions today? Firstly, on the first part of our show, there is no shame in binge watching, <laughs> no, in binge guys. watching episodes because it is, it is refreshing. It's one of those things that really recharges my battery Same. Or, or presses the reset button. Mm. So thank you to these <laughs> Netflixes and Apple TVs and Showmaxes that you exist. Take my money, guys. Like, Take my money. Yes, you were lifesavers <laughs> during lockdown. And then secondly, on a more serious note with Laura, you know, there is – the, the there's never a, a cause too small or too insignificant for anyone to get involved in and it it it's it can be the simplest thing that you do that makes the biggest difference to a person's life and um yeah i mean we all have spare things in our grocery cupboard in our closet and we chuck things away willy-nilly all the time so here's a great one for people to get involved with. And as I mentioned in the interview, and that's the bottom line for me, is we're heading into the season of giving. Um, and I I think, I would assume, for me it certainly does, and I don't know whether that's because I'm going to have a baby in the next couple of weeks, but the end of year feels are somewhat different for me now. I, f mm. I feel weird it about it. It's This year has been so strange. Mm. So um, why not? Why not just change things? things around now's the time for Santa shoeboxes and and all of those things that are happening why not dignity bags um yes, yes. and then of course it's it's not just about the festive season it's about keeping this going into the year 2021 so we will continue to keep talking about these issues guys no, no matter whether you yes. like it or not we'll throw in the netflix discussions but these things are important no, for sure. And I mean, we say this every week or every episode, we want you to chat with us. If you know about a cause that you're passionate about, hit us up. If you want to weigh in on any of these discussions, or if you want to share your offbeat binge watching programs, we're here to listen. We're here for it. DM us a voice note or uh, on Instagram at the Great Equalizer podcast or record one on your phone and send it to us on email, info at thegreatequalizer.co.za. And guys, just feel free to tag us in any posts, Instagram or Facebook, or even uh, mention us on Twitter if you want to highlight something uh, for our attention, we are always looking for content that interests our listeners, of course, as well as ourselves. Um, and please, in light of the, the Netflix discussion, we want to know what you guys are watching. Yes, yes. I mean, talking about tagging us in the happenings in your life, I, I couldn't 
take a photo of it the other day, but I had poo on my hand. I was like, <laughs> we're potty training and I, and it was a, it was a messy poo and I was wiping and Josh was leaning over my shoulder because he wanted to see what's happening in the potty. And I wiped. And as I lifted my hand, there was like a wad of shit on my hand. And I was like, well, if this isn't a fucking parenting moment mm. to share on social media, then I don't know. If my hands wasn't full of shit <laughs> and there was another person, I would have taken a photo. So even if that happens, tag us in that, please. Do it. We, we want to know. We want to laugh. We want to cry <laughs> with you. Your support, your support is super important to us. Every every comment, every love, every share, every tag, every mention, um, everything you, every moment you interact with us, it means the world to us. So please keep them coming. Even now while we're taking a break, um, please let us know what we need to be looking out for and what's happening in your life. Yeah, chat to us. We can't stay off social media, guys. It's just a fact. <laughs> Even if we want to. Um, Also, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you want to know what we're up to. And that's very important for when we do get back up and running so that you are notified in case you miss anything. And please go to Apple Podcasts, go to Facebook, rate and review us. um, Whatever platform you're listening on, just give us a star or four more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we had know what you think. Yeah. Yes, yes. And speaking of reviews, we had just this past week oh, it was a, good a one. phenomenal, phenomenal review pop up on our radar. So thank you for that review. It was heartwarming and Sam and I were just like back and forthing on it. We were like, oh, yay, this is why we do it. So the more we're seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we can be for you. And so, Charlene, we come to the end of another episode and the end of an era. I think we'll be one teammate richer when we chat again, I think. Yes, our last episode Mm. before you are a mom of two, Samantha. Lord help me. I know where this is going. (laughs) The upside down of the upside down. So much content waiting in your belly. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I guess that's it for this week. Until we meet again, Charlene, until next time, keep keep your your mom mom game game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizer.co.za or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. For something a little more personal, email us at info at thegreatequalizer.co.za and we'll get back to you.